Hello and welcome to Pitch Perfect, the podcast where we shine a spotlight on the power of effective communication, strategic business thinking, and the spirit of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Jamie Abbott. I've spent years mastering the art of public speaking and public relations, weathered the storm in the business world, and have emerged not only surviving but thriving in the face of challenges. And now I'm here to share my insights and experiences with you, whether you're an entrepreneur looking to take your business to the next level, a marketing professional wanting to sharpen your skills, or simply someone who wants to become a better communicator, this podcast is for you. So buckle up and join me on this journey. Let's learn, grow, and conquer the world of public speaking, public relations, marketing, and business strategy together. Welcome to Pitch Perfect. Well, my guest this week is Natalie Hall. Now, Natalie works with ambitious female founders and helps them embrace their personal power and become financially empowered so they can scale their business without the burnout and create more wealth, impact and fulfillment in both business and life. Natalie has over 16 years combined experience as an accountant, CPA, business strategist, owner of a successful health and well-being studio, CFO and COO consultant and business and wealth mentor and here to tell us all about so many things that can empower our own businesses. Please welcome Natalie Hall. Welcome to Pitch Perfect. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's great to have you here. I got so excited reading that out. You have done so many things. So would you say that you really do know how to create healthy numbers for someone's business? Yeah, definitely. Um, both professional and personal experiences from the um, last 16 years that I can bring to work with my clients. And it's really become the basis for my profit, purpose and wellbeing framework so that you can still create the wealth you want, but make sure it's the impact and also the fulfillment. Because I think that's the part that a lot of us tend to miss out on. We become so focused on the um, profit or the income, the money that we want to generate, the impact, but we sort of forget about ourselves. And we are our business's most important asset. And also we went into business to create more freedom, more time, more energy, more space for us, but we end up having less of it because we get so caught up in our business. So it's about finding a balance that works for you. And I find that those three particular areas, if you focus on those, that's definitely going to help you. And speaking of getting caught up, do you think people, I mean, this is probably a huge topic, but do you think people get so caught up in how much money they're making more so than focusing on the money that's going out and the expenses in the business? Yeah, definitely. It's a big thing. If you talk about numbers in business and if there is a number that business owners will know, it'll be their revenue, which is really important because we obviously need to have money coming into the business in order to have a business. But at the same time, that's why profit is so important because it makes you look at what money is going out. Because if money is going out as quickly as it comes in, you're not creating a profit. If you're not creating a profit, you're going to struggle to make the impact you want, to create the life you want, to build the wealth you want. So it's really important that you're looking at all facets of the the money, the money coming in and the money going out because my background in accounting was in insolvency and turnaround. So I've seen what happens when you only focus on the revenue and it's not great. So it's um, I think 
knowing and understanding cash is king in business and that you need to have the cash coming in, but you need to make sure that you're managing it in a way that's going to allow you to grow and be able to hold and sustain that growth as well. Is this, I'm sure you've seen so many um, sad stories in, in working in insolvency of businesses folding and, and almost collapsing and collapsing. Um, yeah. Do you think this is relevant advice if you are running your business as what many of us start out doing as a side hustle um, as opposed to running it as a full-time business? Is, there, is this information and advice just as relevant when it is something that you're doing in addition to full-time work, for example? Yeah, definitely. I think regardless of what stage you are, it's so important to get on top of your numbers and it's probably easier to do it with a side hustle or in the earlier stages of business when it isn't, um, you don't have as much money coming in and the numbers aren't as high to start focusing on looking at your numbers. And especially if you're in a side hustle, because if that is your plan is ultimately to grow that and to make that your full-time thing to um transition out of full-time work you want to make sure that the time and energy you're putting into that into your side hustle is worth it so understanding and knowing your numbers I think is yeah key definitely for any stage of business or any type of business that you're doing and speaking of the stages is it something that you should be looking at all year round or do you do it when you're sort of coming at towards the end of the financial year and need to do some tax planning and all that sort of thing uh, when is the right time to be looking at this yeah all the time. So I highly recommend having a weekly profit date. So you're sitting down and looking at, um, in particular, your sales, cash coming in, cash going out for that week to make sure you're on track and also looking at what's coming up in the week ahead so you know you have sufficient cash available to make any purchases or investments. Also looking at your invoicing because a lot of businesses don't tend to invoice as quickly um, as they should or if there's outstanding invoices, it's a really great time to reflect and see whether you need to follow any up um, and also using the time to check in on yourself because your relationship with money, your money mindset plays a big part on how you show up, not only with your finances, but all areas of your business. So checking in on that as well. And then each month, I highly recommend doing a profit planning date where you're looking at your financial statements. Um, you're doing a much deeper dive into the finances, into the numbers, um, just to make sure that you are on track going forward, that you're um, where you need to be and if you need to make any changes. A lot of people tend to do it once a year, which is better than nothing, but it's generally too late to make any changes by looking at it only yearly. So definitely recommend doing 12-month plans, but then checking in weekly and monthly going forward. Yeah, that's great. When uh, we were talking before you came on the show, um, you gave me a list of topics. I said, oh, what topic would you like? <laughs> and I looked at the list of topics and I thought, I'll take one of each, please, because they are all incredible topics. And the one that really speaks to me and probably speaks to a lot of our listeners is the money blocks. And um, it's something which I'd never really heard of, this money block concept. There's so many different people out there, like Denise Duffield Thomas, for example, who talks about money blocks all the time. Um, yeah. And, you know, I guess I I now know what they are, but I know what they are in relation to me. From your perspective, working so many years as an accountant, as a CPA, um, what are the common money blocks that you would see, particularly for entrepreneurs and business owners in general? Yeah, I'm not good 
with money or not good with numbers is probably the biggest one out there. And I think, um, you know, especially with entrepreneurs, they're creative, they're into, they're using the different side of the mind. But I think it's really important to know nobody's great with numbers when you're born. Like it's a learned skill. It's an acquired skill that anybody can pick up. You just have to be willing to want to understand and learn and know about them. And the great thing is that it's not actually that hard. The practical side of finances of money is probably the easiest part. It's the um, money is emotional. And so there's the inner work of money that we really need to focus on. And I think that's actually the part that stops people from actually taking um, initiative to go and learn how to work with their numbers. But majority for a business owner, you don't need to know what an accountant knows. You don't need to know really what the bookkeeper knows. You just need to know how to understand what the numbers are telling you. What's the story behind the numbers? Um, And maybe there's some addition, subtraction, multiplication, but you can do it with your um, calculator on your phone. So it's just, I think, really important to know that it's just because you feel you're not good with it, it's not something that you cannot learn. It is definitely a learned and acquired skill. And, um, yeah, so that's definitely one of the biggest ones. The other one is um, you have to work really hard to make money. And I think, um, you know, when you grow up, I had parents that worked really, really hard and did really well, but, they worked really hard and I know in my corporate job that I did the same and that resulted in burnout and anxiety for me so I like when I went through that I was like there has to be another way like you have to be able to do it so you can still create the wealth you want and the impact and the fulfillment without burning yourself out so what I've come to learn is that I think a lot of us um, define our success based upon society's definition of success wealth and power and that is generally against what we all believe to be our own successes. So it's about understanding that you can break the rules. You don't have to go by the rules that society defines. And in fact, you shouldn't. You should define your own rules. So getting really clear on what that looks and feels like to you and going after it and finding a way that works really well for you that actually nourishes your soul, that doesn't isn't going to burn you out, that you can create a business and life that truly does fulfill you and light you up on all levels so I think again it's just changing the mindset and knowing that you can do it your way you don't have to follow it so one of the money blocks I have is when I invoice someone or for example if someone buys my course even though part of me knows that's great even my membership you're in PR club I think wow someone's investing in me and this is um you know I know they're going to get great value out of it and they're going to make more money if they do what I give the advice I give them but there's still that part of me which does have a money block and I think oh my goodness this person's paying me um to just give away in my head what is easy knowledge you know I've certainly built it up in 20 years but to me it's just basic obvious stuff (laughs) Um, yeah. And so I think, oh, my goodness, they're paying me this amazing money or, you know, um, my course is $1,500. And I think, oh, gee, they're investing in me. These are complete strangers. And to me, I feel like that is a money block. Do you think that that's something which entrepreneurs are pr- prone to as well? They feel guilty about charging for their services? Yeah, definitely. And that's yeah, another really big one. And I think it comes back to just knowing your worth, like knowing you're worthy of being um compensated for your the value that you're providing and if you're um like you said it's 20 years wrapped up into a course like that's huge and so $1,500 for the investment is well and truly worth what they're getting in value for it so it's about understanding and knowing you know energy is money 
it's um we put we give meaning to it it doesn't actually have a meaning and so it's about just understanding getting clear well what do I value what how do I feel and one of the biggest things money mindset and money blocks are really good but for me it's they sort of uncover what are the deep-rooted beliefs that we've got so the one that comes up with pricing generally comes back to the worth like am I worthy of having somebody pay this much for the course that I'm doing all the work that I'm providing and so it's about being really solid and having that self-trust belief self-worth knowing that you are valuable you are worthy of having people come into your life and to pay for what you are providing them with because it is valuable they are getting so much out of it and as you said it's 20 years wrapped up like that that is a lot and just because it's second nature to you secondhand it doesn't mean it's brand new content that these people are learning that are going to go change their life in so many different ways so um yeah that is a big one and I think it just comes back to building that self-worth yeah absolutely you talked before about the the other money block you, you have to work so hard to be successful how do you scale then I mean, because to me, scaling does require a lot of extra work. How do you scale a business without burning out in the process? Yeah, I think it comes down to having really strong foundations. So having a strategy, a vision of why, where you're wanting to go. And this is where your numbers do come into play. So having a strong financial game plan. So I like to think of you have a 12-month budget financial game plan that is a translation of your vision into numbers. So you're really clear on what you need to have in your business in order from investments, resources. So it gets you to deep dive. Um, Do we need to hire more people? Do we need to improve our operations, so our systems, our processes? Because I think what happens is people get focused on the growth, on attracting the growth into their business, but what they forget is how is the business going to hold and sustain this growth? And I think that's where a lot of the burnout comes because you're working 24-7 to keep up with the growth in the business. So if you can get strategic before the growth actually comes in, which is having those solid foundations in place, um, making sure you have sufficient resources that you know where your money is going, but also factoring in time for you. So what are your self-care practices? What areas of your life are really important to you that you know are going to fulfill you fill up your buckets and give you the energy that you need and making that a priority and don't let it become, it has to become a non-negotiable in your business if you truly do want to go and scale. Because like I said earlier, you are your business's most important asset. So if you go down, the business (laughs) isn't going to go as well as it should. And also you're not going to make the best financial decisions for your business if you're not feeling great. If you're stressed, you're overworked, you're exhausted, we never make the best decisions in that type of energy. So, um, yeah, having a great strategy, knowing where you're going and having a financial game plan, having cash flow forecasts in place, cash is king, especially during growth phases. Um, And that's what I did witness a lot in my career was in business, multi-six, multi-seven, multi-eight figure businesses in growth phases lose it all because they just didn't have a strategy or have cash flow forecasts management in place that um unfortunately saw them lose everything so yeah it's definitely key in prioritizing you and your well-being yeah definitely is it simply I mean the thing that came to mind hearing you describe that was putting on team is it as simple as that employing people at the right time to help manage that workload when you are in that period of um sort of explosive growth 
Yeah, and I think it's, you know, they say like even hiring people six months before you need them because we all know with hires, sometimes like it takes a while to find the right person then to train them, to make sure that they fit in with the team. So when you sit down and you do your strategy and you've got your plan in place, you then know, okay, well, maybe we need to get this person in place or maybe we don't have the financial capacity right now. So maybe we need to push our plan a little bit out so that we can then start saving money towards having this new employee come in place. So it just gets you to be a lot more proactive rather than reactive so that you know that things are in place. And I mean, things change in business all the time. So you also have to be prepared for that. But if you can try and plan and control the things that you can, um, it's just going to make it a lot easier. But yeah, Teams a big one, even just distance processes, you might need to update the ones that you're currently using. Um, it's a really great opportunity to go in and make sure everything's streamlined, that your customer service, your customer journeys are running as smoothly as they could be um, because obviously with extra growth, that's just going to put more pressure on those. So if they're not going great and customers are the most important, if you don't have them, then you're not going to have a business. So the relationships, making sure that that's being nurtured really well and they're being um, given everything that they need. So. Oh, I love that advice. So I guess just finally, Natalie, what are some of the signs that you may need um, to happen so you know to heal your relationship with money? Yeah, um, going with the head in the sand approach is probably the biggest one. So if you're avoiding looking at your numbers, if you're not opening up bills, if you are maybe using your bank account as your guide for what financial decisions to make, that's going to be based on emotions and short term, which definitely are not going to help. Um If you feel really anxious and stressed when you think about money, that's generally a pretty good sign it's not working for you. Um, if you're spending money every time it comes in, um, that's generally feelings of lack or scarcity. So we're getting money out as soon as it comes in. Um, you're always thinking about money. Money stresses is probably one of the highest stresses that we come across. So they are pretty good signs that you need to um, do some work with your relationship with money, which is ultimately going to improve your relationship with self that then impacts everything. So that I think the best thing that I love about working with money is that it's not about the money. It's about actually coming back to you and connecting to your personal power so that you can go and create the business and life you truly do love and create more impact, wealth and fulfillment and live that best life. So Sounds yeah. good to me. I'm sure I could talk to you all day about this topic and I'm sure so many people um, have loved hearing from you and they're probably all really inspired and also nodding their heads, totally relating to what you're saying. If people want to work with you, find out a bit more about you, how can they get in touch, Natalie? Yeah, they can go to my website, uh, nataliejhall.com or Instagram, natalie underscore j underscore hall. Natalie, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a wealth of knowledge. I've learned so much, as I'm sure so many other people have. We're really uh, enjoying having you inside PR Club. And thanks again. Thank you so much for having me and highly recommend PR Club. I'm loving it. Thanks for listening to Pitch Perfect. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review it and share it to social media. If you'd like to download my free paid speaking resources, go to jamieabbott.com.